On this week's episode of Bungalow and the Bus, we talk about how Hamilton is finally in Orlando. Winter Park's throwing tons of cash at Mead Garden. And we are hanging out at Orlando Meets talking about We Heart Hearts. And meat. Welcome to Bungalow and the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker. And I'm the bird that just pooped on your car, Brendan O'Connor. And uh, we are hanging out at Orlando Meats tonight, uh, just just having some meats. And drinking some ciders. I'm having a milk stout. I just saw a heart that was the size of my head. Really? Yeah, it's gigantic. Wow. And you can buy it here in a freezer. Really? This place is crazy. Elephant hearts. <laughs> Or it's mine. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, we, are, we are here hanging out at Orlando Meets. And uh, here on Bungalow and the Bus, we talk about all things Orlando, especially around downtown Orlando. Especially downtown Orlando. Yeah. The downtown bungalow neighborhoods. Such as Ivanhoe and uh, College Utah. Park. College Park. That's a good one. Uh, Orwin Manor. Have we ever talked about Orwin Manor? So, no. <laughs> but we're going to tonight. All right. Sounds good. All right. We talk about, uh, you know, Paramore, all the downtown neighborhoods. If you ever miss one of our episodes, you can hear us on Google Play, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. You can also go over to bungalore.com or our Instagram page and listen there. Or you can just come hang out with us and listen to our show live. But mm-hmm. nobody ever does that except Next for my week. wife, Leanne. <laughs> and your and Scotty. Scott, yeah. Hobart's have been there a couple times. Yes, that's true. Next week, we'll, on next Thursday, we're going to be at Vigna Wine Bar in Winter Park. I've never been. I'm excited. I haven't either. I, I want to see if they turn out. I want to get the wine. Give yeah. me some vino, yo. Yeah, I want, I want bottles. I got our boys over at, uh, not Cladic. What's the wine place that we go to in College Park all the time? They're sponsoring. Oh, digress. Event. Yeah, digress wines. <laughs> uh, they turn out when we show they up. They do. So, Vinya, you, you got some big shoes. True. And that's uh, that's one reason we're here at Orlando Meats tonight, because we are hosting uh, a dinner here on Valentine's Day called We Heart Hearts. We Heart Hearts. And it is a Valentine's Day dinner inspired by animal hearts. And yeah. we're going to serve. That's all I have to say. Uh, pork hearts, chicken hearts. Uh, Perhaps uh, artico- hearts, artichoke hearts. Possibly some vegetable hearts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All kinds of hearts. And it's going to be multi-courses. I'm hearing rumors, whispers even, of like nine Possibly nine, already. yeah. We're going to have Chef Elliot on the show a little bit later. But uh, he's here at Orlando Meats. We are, him and I were on uh, West Channel 2 today. Elliot just showed me his lower back tattoo. Yeah, it's... <laughs> He has Un- lots of tattoos. Unsolicited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we're hanging out here and uh, having a good time. We're, we're all ready for our Valentine's Day dinner. We have a few tickets left, so if you want to get some, go to Orlando60.com, which is what I do, and Bungalow.com, which what I does. Do. Or you can go to Facebook and just Google We Heart Hearts, and you can uh, check it out. Yeah, we're excited for it. So, Brendan, so I got to ask, like I ask every week. What's happening? I got to say, last night I saw Hamilton. I, I know. I, you took the uh, the photo, or some, I think Scotty took the photo with the program. He did? You have to. Just so you're like, I'm here. The we get I'm it. here photo. We get it. You got tickets. I had shut mine off, my phone off at that time. Good. Because as soon as I sit down, I like have to turn my phone off. There you go. Uh, not like the lady who was sitting next to me. Holy jeez, lady. 
and I let her have it. And How I do you not really turn bad. your phone off? Like, I, okay, no, I oh, won't she say that. To, like, she was like checking messages during the show. Yeah, I cannot stand which, that. Which, to to be honest, is not representative of the show because I think it was probably the best piece of theater I have ever seen. Really? Yeah, and not to rub it in, I want to be very aware and mindful of that not everybody can afford that price. It's three hundred to six hundred dollars a ticket right now. Uh, most season ticket holders take up a lot of those seats. If you cannot afford that, there is the e-lottery. That I got to get in that lottery. You, you just enter. You can do it right now. It's here until early February, so you have some time. Uh, you could possibly win the chance to buy tickets for 10 bucks. Wow. Right? So yeah. it behooves you to be entering that every day because this is something everybody needs to see, John. I loved it. I really? Mean, yes. And I'm Canadian, and <laughs> I have no context about the importance of this. In American history, just I knew a little bit. I know he dies, and that's not a spoiler. Spoiler alert! <laughs> they even say it the first like five minutes, and this very first song they tell you, and I'm the guy that shot him. And, uh, I was, and at that point, I was like, "Oh, great, <laughs> American propaganda piece again." You know, like fictionalized American. Did you history. not know that he gets shot in this? I knew that, but I was like. I thought it was going to be like you a, know they're going to change the story like a, a QC bit. like Alexander Hamilton he's the best America rah 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 and I thought I was not going to like it I you totally it. drank the Kool Aid and loved it oh um, right. yeah I was like feeling feelings and there was a part there's a couple parts where like I touched my chest you're like crying I, a little I bit clutched my imaginary pearls I really did there's a point where I was just like what a powerful moment this is. Uh, Scotty Campbell, who has a theater background, was right next to me. My man. Do you like it? Loved it. Really? And, and he sees everything th- through a theater lens. So he's a, he's a tough critic. He's a, he is. And that's, yeah, I've he, never known anybody who likes no. theater. They hate everything, usually. And he was a <laughs> critic, actually. He used to do it for Watermark, and he did it for, uh, he's done it for Orlando Weekly. He had like a radio show where he would critique uh, local theater. So like he has opinions. He has so many opinions. <laughs> and leaving that, you could see he was just digesting one of the best things that he had ever seen, too. Like, so left inspired. It's I was like listening to the songs on YouTube when I got home when I was like supposed to be working to <laughs> like midnight. It's a cultural <laughs> phenomenon, they say. Uh, yeah, just really cool. Just really steps it up. Something fresh. And I was saying on uh, Jim Colbert, the Colbert show earlier, um, some theater, most theater now, has, like, the same rhythm and the same, like, you know what's going to happen. Everything kind of feels the same cookie-cutter I get it. No, I get what presentation. you're saying. Yeah, I, I used to review theater, too. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, yeah, that was my job. Oh. Yeah. So you have opinions, too. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> if funny, well, we can talk about this another day, but I actually did have some opinions on it. Okay. I did it as a, the everyday man. That's so, great. No, that, yeah, I didn't do it as I, I never called myself a critic. I was a reviewer, which is totally different. Um, I stay away from them myself because when you express an opinion, it comes back to you. Oh, I don't care about that. So I, 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 I judged them as if I was going to spend X amount of dollars on a show. Right. Was I happy if I got out this? I actually I would be happy paying three hundred dollars for the show. Okay. Like you. I was just floored. I and I'm gonna apply for the for the. <laughs> You've lottery. already seen it. You're taking our tickets I away, really, if I, But I need to try. You I need to see jerk. it again. I need to see it again. I need to see it again and in whole new eyes. 
Um, Can I just wait till the the Claremont uh, Theater does it in six years? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was wonderful. Uh, we also had another. This is another personal thing. Uh, Ford just named Bungalower as a Ford influencer. So look for some really cool activations that we're going to be doing with them through the 2019. Uh, we have a really. They're going to be sending us to cool events that we wouldn't have access to, like Orlando City soccer games. Really, they have like a wing. Cool. That we can just go you to pull up in your Mustang. You yeah. already drive a Ford. I do, <laughs> but now I could drive like a truck. Yeah, you should get an three fifty tailgate with a should. truck. You know, and any uh, you'll be coming with me, John. Okay, you Pick and Leanne. Up. You and Leanne, we you can be head my on over. designated driver. I will go wherever you want to go. We're going to a strawberry festival with them. We're going to go to <laughs> Orlando City Soccer. We're going to go to uh, anything that Ford sponsors. We get access to, so it's it's. Exciting. I like it. Yeah, I want to see what happens with that. Uh, and then today I was just at a Rotary Club meeting. Are you 100 years old, Brendan? <laughs> in my heart, yes. I have been to many Rotary and Kiwanis Club meetings in the last few months trying to sell <laughs> books. So I, I, I know what this is like. My mother works for a Rotary Club in Canada. Really? I was a Rotary Exchange student. So I have and I've volunteered for them throughout my life. Uh, and I am a huge fan of civic organizations. We should start a local one. I actually, I want to see, I want to see how many of our readers, how many of our listeners are part of an organization like Lions Club, like Elks Lodge. I think it's tough. I think it's an older thing. It is. I wish it was a younger thing. I'm seeing younger faces. The more I go to these locally, I'm It'd seeing. It'd be good. Yeah. Because these guys have stories. I sat down at this lunch today. And this guy next to me, it said, like, surgeon, you know, and he was like, he could have, like, probably 90, you know, 90. And, but really interesting. His eyes were just, like, bright blue, John. Like, he was alive. And he looked at me and he, like, he was like, I'm going to tell you a story. And I was like, bring it on, Grandpa. I want to hear it. And he told me about, he was like, well, he found out I was from Canada and he immediately was like, I was in northern Quebec because this kid on a reservation had TB and we had to go up and, like, check him and make sure he was okay turned out he just had pneumonia and i solved him That's like it was just like just random but like this was like he had to fly a bomber in like the early 40s or something and he's american so like what the heck is he doing in canada and it's just so interesting and and these these clubs are full of stories and they're full of local stories and and just wealth of knowledge of how to run a business businesses that are still killing it today maybe not killing it but still in operation oh they're great i mean it's not just networking but they are good networking places because like you meet people that are obviously they're vested in the community because they want to be part of these organizations yes and they want to help other people that also want to be part of the community would you do a video series with me and we could do quick videos of local clubs like we go into like we'll go what's a what does the Lions Club do? I don't know. I don't know what they do. Right? So we go to a meeting and we'll record snippets of what the meeting is. And then what's it take to be a member? What is? What do they do? And you could just do like a breakdown of what it takes to be in that club. I would love to start like a local version of that where it's just like bungalow or but like a lunch thing. You show up, you hear a speaker, just like they do. Yeah. But maybe geared towards 20, 30 something. We got a great bungalow or buddy system if you want to hop into that all right all right talk about it anyway there is something to be said about meeting in person and and seeing each other and having lunch and talking i mean you can have all the 
Facebook groups you want, but there's something to be said about actually meeting the person they who lives in your sang, community. They sang songs. There was a dude on a piano. <laughs> um, they said the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, yeah. You got to do that. And then they do a welcome song for for people who are visiting. Oh, I didn't get that. So, oh, that's crazy. Maybe it's just the downtown one. Maybe, because they didn't do it at the College Park one. And everybody shakes hands. Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank you. You know, they, they, they do their find dollar the visitor. Thing? Do they do the dollar the thing? The dollar. You give a dollar and you say one thing you're happy about. Yep. Um, but those little traditions, like everybody left uplifted, John. And, uh, and I loved it. I loved it. Yes, it's a little cheesy. I'm not a church person. Um, and this... I'm sure a lot of those things are parallel to things that they do in church. Yeah. Uh, but this was like a secular, <laughs> non-threatening way for me to just enjoy community and the companion companionship of, of neighbors. I like it. Uh, and I want more of it. All I'm, right. I'm thirsty for it. I, 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 there needs to be more of it in Orlando because when you, when you get people together like that, you can make really cool things happen. I agree. Uh, one of our biggest stories this week is one of our houses of the days, and I know you, you all just turned us off, but <laughs> it's this Art Deco house in uh, Lake Davis Greenwood. And I don't it even is know where that is. Art, Art Lake no. Davis? Yeah. It's Lake right, Davis? Be, right by Greenwood Cemetery. Ah. So that area, just down, what is that, Fern Creek? Yes. Mills, a little bit further. Somewhere over there, south uh, of the 408. This house was built like a replica of a Miami Beach Art Deco home. And it is crazy. It is so gorgeous. This lady was like, I want to do a sponsored house of the day with you. And I was like, lady, I would have done this for free, but I'll take your money. And this house is amazing. I cannot wait to share it with people. Did and you go in? I know. I just saw the listing, just the photos that they sent us. I wrote the post, but I cannot. I need to go see it. Uh, you need to go over to bungalow.com and go see it. It's also on our Instagram. It was our house of the day. parties at these houses. We, we're going to start offering that. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I just we, thought of that. Because <laughs> a lot of people do open houses, right? But it's just do like you party. come in and get a cheese plate. Saturday or party. Yeah. We'll just do a happy hour. Like a brunch party. I can tell you are full of noodles and beer right now. I've you had are, both of those things. <laughs> Let's party. <laughs> uh, E-O-N. On Lake Eola is for sale. This is where Panera used to be. Used to be. Which Pan- always was busy. Yes. And, and I believe it was closed because, and we talked about this before when it a happened. A long time ago. Because they didn't have a drive through Which makes, I mean, I get it if that's your business model going forward. But right. It just seems odd to me that you're going to close a, a restaurant that everybody would stop everybody at. Everybody was going there. But because they left... Uh, the zoning requirements change. So anything new that goes in there has to have more parking. Uh, has, right. So and why though? Because like downtown restaurants don't have parking in the CBD, but this is not the CBD. Really? This is Thornton park. And th- some of Thornton park applies as downtown, but for whatever reason, no parking at permitting junction per, it's, I don't know. John, I can't tell you. Some, right. somebody, just, I mean, I'm there's more. It. There is more parking at Graffiti Junction than there is. I, I believe. Yeah. All right. But, I mean, there's other restaurants. I mean, there's no parking at. I, I think this has like nine, nine parking spots total behind the EON. Not much. No. So if you're going to do a new restaurant, you need more. Plus, it's a hotel. How would you put new parking in there? Like you, you can't. can't. Do it. You can't. Which is why we haven't seen anything move into that space. Huh. Right? They are. Their hands are tied. Uh, it's for sale for $3.5 million. 
And because of those parking requirements, I guarantee you that the new buyer will take it down and build something high rise with built in parking. Is that hotel, did that hotel close? Are they open? They're still open. Still open. Uh, the guy who owns the hotel owns the property, Phil Rampy. He owns a lot of property in Thornton Park. And uh, I haven't talked to him yet. I'm, I'm sure we'll speak with him soon. He's a, he's a fan of Bunglory. He's a very nice guy. Uh, I just don't know what's going to happen in that space. It's it's right next to the our downtown. It's like a perfect space. If you're at Lake Eola and you're like, oh, I should grab something to eat. Like, it's right there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, wait. What if you bought the whole hotel you couldn't open a restaurant as part of the hotel down there without adding more parking? Uh, I think you have to change the square footage inside in the seating allowance. If you have less seats inside, then that affects the ratio of parking you're supposed All to right. have. I mean, I, I get the idea of parking and seats, but right. I just never thought that would apply to There's downtown. an empty lot right next to it. Uh, just Behind to the, it, right? Yes. And across the street. Yes, and somebody we had heard, this was a story we were watching for a while, somebody wanted to buy both of those lots and, and tear down the inn and turn it into like a high-rise senior living yes, building. Yes, we talked about that before. We did, but it wasn't sure at that moment, and, and it was inevitably turned down because the guy who owned it didn't want that to happen. Uh, if he's asking $3.5 million, that's really the only thing that could happen. I think All it's right. a million too much for that property. Uh, two point five makes sense. All right. Yeah. So we'll see. Keep an eye on EON. The venue. Uh, it's closing. The it venue. is. Yeah. It is. Have you been there? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen several shows there. Cool. Mostly probably fringe shows. I've mm-hmm. seen there. I've seen a few others, but mostly fringe. So the venue is run by Blue Star. She's a local uh, dance GLBT burlesque queen, She's queen of the scene here you know in town. Her, that, that's not her real name, right? Uh, no. Do you know her real name? No. Oh, me neither. <laughs> and we're friends. All right. Then I don't know her name. It's fine. I mean, I, if I saw her, I'd call her Blue, but. Yeah. It's like a drag name, you know, or whatever. Like, if that's, <laughs> it's her warrior name. No, that's fine. I'm just curious. <laughs> her X-Men name. Yeah. You know, it clearly wants to go by that. I'll, I'll, I could roll with it. So we're like, we're, we're here at Orlando Meets, and we're like, what? A block like Two away. blocks from there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's owned by Chance Gordy, who owns The Yard. And that's the big, giant development that took over all those warehouses that have suddenly disappeared. So that fortress, uh, as that finishes, they'll be building the, the second phase of that development on the venue property. And so she would, needed to leave anyway. And so she's decided that she'll be leaving uh, by the end of September. Yeah. And the venues uh, opened, what, seven or eight years ago now. Seven, because that weekend that she's proposing to close in September is her seventh anniversary. It's probably one of the few, like, alternative theaters. That's like an art house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They they have a lot of, I would say, different theater. It's affordable. Yeah. They're funky. They're in the scene again, like I said. They do Small, too. There's what, 50 seats in there? Not like 100. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Maybe? 50 to 100. It's not big. Uh, so it'll be a shame to see it go. They were offered a spot at at the yard. Uh, apparently, with the cost of build out, she just thought it would be too expensive to operate to keep the feel that she was going for. So she's actively looking for a new home to uh, to put it in. 
I think. I mean, I, I mean, she's somebody that knows a lot of people in Orlando. Yep. I mean, she's very uh, friendly with Mayor Dyer. And she is. So and the mayor I, even told her, "I'd like you to go nonprofit so we can support you." And yeah, and I and, and I think she'll find a space. Uh, who knows where? I mean, it, I, I mean, sent her a couple of recommendations. There's probably some spaces that you don't even think about that could be venues. I mean, I don't even. Do you have any idea what was there before? Wasn't it? Somebody told me what it was. A design studio. No, okay. I don't know. I don't know what was in there. It was Storage. something. It was something totally different. Right. And she completely transformed it. Yeah, there was it, offices in the front and the back was like storage. And now it's like bar in the front, venue in the mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And I think you could probably do that somewhere else. And, and I would hope, and, and who knows, I hope she does it in somewhere that is not expected. And what I mean by that is there's a lots of parts of towns that have mm. spaces that would be really cool. She wants a fresh, new yeah. na- like an up-and-coming neighborhood. Oh, I- when she moved here, uh, Scotty was the director of Ivanhoe Village, and he is actually who recruited her to move into that space. Because there were, I mean, eight years, seven, eight years ago, there was not as much. There was like nothing on Virginia. No, no. And she really helped set the tone, you know, for for this neighborhood. I mean, Hideaway has always been here, but that was about yeah. it. Yeah. So I they're mean, directly across from the Hideaway, if anybody's yes. wondering exactly I mean, where we're at in Orlando Meets, this building, was this building here? They built, yeah. They built, no, this was Flag this World. Was, okay. They sold That's flags right. out right. of here. Yeah. And then they moved across the street. Yeah. But, uh, like, there was no bars, really, besides Hideaway. No. Yeah. <laughs> something was in Matador. Sip. And before Sip, it was something else. Uh, that was, I mean, I don't remember that. Matador was downtown. It was the Lava Room guys, I think. What are their names? It was fun. It was more like a gay club next yeah, door. But, like, nothing, really. I mean, not a whole lot no. here. No. Not like there is now. No. So, it's, so, interesting. it's interesting. I think we're out of time. No. We have time for we? one more? Yeah. Uh, there's a new Vietnamese restaurant that just opened in City View and Paramore. How new is this? I thought I saw like a video from yeah, that. Like place. a month. Okay. All right. A month, maybe. I didn't write about it. I think I saw it on Ricky Lee's blog. He loves it. That's what I hear. Uh, I don't. Oh, <laughs> really? Okay. I feel bad. Own? It's called Lee House. I thought it was Le House, but I guess Lee is the guy's last name. Uh, <laughs> I'm culturally unaware, I guess. Uh, <laughs> But it's Vietnamese, so there's always, like, French influence, so I don't judge me too harshly, world. Uh, it's cool, Vietnamese. What'd you get? Uh, curry. It was their daily special. It was a chicken curry. Uh, and when I poured it onto the rice out of the container, it was, like, chicken wings. So it was chicken wing curry. Interesting. And it, I, I, it threw me off. I wasn't ready for that. I just felt a little low rent. <laughs> Maybe give it one more chance. Yeah. The potatoes were good. There was potatoes in it. No, All no. Right. I'll try it again. I'll try it again. All right. Well, let's take a break. Yeah. Let's take a we'll break. come back. Talk to uh, this chef who doesn't want to be called chef. And we'll, we'll <laughs> Jeff Elliott. Here, see, see you in a bit. Welcome back to Bungalow and the Bus. I am the Bus John Busdecker. And this is Brendan O'Connor, the pebble in your shoe from Bungalow.com. And uh, we, uh, as we said, we are, we are hanging out here at Orlando Meets. Meets. We are having an event here on Valentine's Day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, we are hanging out with uh, Elliot, who's going to cook all these hearts. It's true. Yes. So he's it's right here. The event is called We Heart Hearts. 
Uh, and Elliot, what? Chef, chef Elliot. No, oh, he doesn't like no, to be called no. Chef. I learned this today. We were on Wesh today. Okay. Uh, Wesh Channel 2. And Why don't we let him speak for He talk? doesn't like to be called Chef Elliot. No, I mean, uh, uh, wait. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> the, uh, the whole chef thing is just whatever. You can call me Chef if you want, I guess. But you, you're a trained chef. I mean, yeah, I work in a kitchen. So it's a matter of respect in your kitchen when people refer to you as Chef, right? Most of my career, they just call me dummy. So, <laughs> sure, why not? Whatever. Brendan can relate. I, yeah, that's my life. So, so Elliot, tell us, uh, yeah. what, what exactly is Orlando Meats? Uh, it's a whole animal butcher shop. Everything's local and responsibly sourced. We also have a restaurant component that's actually gained a ton of popularity lately, which is nice. You've been uh, killing it with these burgers. That's one thing. I know you make a ton of things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the burgers, burgers are a flagship. Yeah. You were at the burger battle, and you, you have crowns, or you have no, belts we have, here? No, yeah, wrestling belts. <laughs> um, we also won for somebody else. I think it was, like, Orlando Magazine or one of those. You got to well, have a burger. You sound so nonplussed by your fame. No, I just can't remember what, what it was. I'm very tired all the time. <laughs> so, tell when you say whole animal butchery, does that mean the whole animal? Yeah, every part. So we literally get... No, it means half the animal, well, John. I'm just asking questions here. No, so we'll get uh, one one cow and two pigs, like 80 chickens, uh, maybe a goat, lamb, duck, that kind of thing. Wait, what? Sounds like a party. <laughs> it sounds like Barnyard. a Noah's Ark. Yeah, <laughs> two of every animal, eating them. How much does a whole cow cost? For a person to buy? Yeah, if uh, I were to buy a whole cow. We do uh, six... What are you going to do with it? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a uh, six fifty a pound for a whole animal. We'll process it any way you want. Really? Yeah. It's but it's like uh, for a whole cow be like eight hundred pounds. Wow. All right. Yeah. All so right. Each, I had quarter, no idea. each quarter is like two hundred pounds or is so. Is a goat cheaper than a cow? It's, it's more expensive per pound, but it's less poundage, so it'd be cheaper. It'd be like four hundred bucks for a goat. What's the most expensive whole animal per pound? Per pound? Per pound? Uh, well, no. I mean, we don't sell. I'm tuna, saying. Yeah. I'm saying land animals. Um, probably pound for pound a duck, I think. Really? Yeah. Duck? I guess yeah, they're, like a they're good little. Duck. There's a, or a hippopotamus? <laughs> it's a really low yield, though. So you only get, like, off a five and a half pound duck, you're only going to pull, I think, three pounds of meat. Plus, they're so adorable. <laughs> Pulling three pounds of meat. <laughs> hey, what's the weirdest animal you've ever butchered? <laughs> An elk. Really? That's not weird. Did you did That's you kill weird. it yourself? No, no, no. Somebody came from like Missouri or something and said, I got this elk in the back of my truck. And I said, yeah, I'll cut it up. Whatever. That's fine. And so I did. So how did this whole thing come about? How did Orlando Meats come about? Um, I was, uh, Seth and I were running Orlando, or sorry, uh, Smiling Bison Sanford. And uh, through a couple of friends, I met Edgar. And um, when I uh, interviewed for the job, I just said, I'm not going to cook any good meat. We're just going to cook the offcuts and stuff. And he said, yeah, that sounds great. I said, okay. <laughs> and Edgar used to, the Orlando Meats used to be in another part of town. You guys moved yeah, to. Uh, Curry Ford or some, yeah, some I, such. I never went before. And me neither. I was doing the farmer's market for a long time. And this was always the plan. Audubon Park Farmer's Market, which is having their 10th anniversary, right? Yeah, we'll be there for that as well. Um, Gabby's super cool, super organized. And she's been the driving force behind that forever, I think. I think that's when I first sampled your meat. Was at the Orlando <laughs> Farmers Market, and I'm. It was really exciting to see in that announcement that you were going to go back. I guess there's a lot of like OG Farmers Market kids, Farmers Market kids that are going to be there. Yeah, I don't know how many of the original, sorry, how many original people are going to be there, but we'll be there and um, in force. I think we're going to do noodles. 
Noodles, your favorite. I think this whole butcher thing, I mean, you know, 50, 100 years ago, there were probably a lot of butcher shops all over. And now only it's, butcher shops. Yeah. And now it's sort of like a unique thing. And I, I, I guess what and, and don't take I don't want you to take offense to this. I want you to I'm just Super asking, triggered right now. I'm just Already asking you a question. It. Like what? What's hey, the don't difference? say it, John. No, I have no. I mean, seriously, though, like what makes the difference between like something you guys do than uh, compared to like somewhere like Publix or Winn-Dixie? Well, I think the biggest thing like the the huge issue and the difference between the meat is that not only is it like responsibly sourced and it's local and they're all grass fed at least the vegetarian animals is that they're actually hung for a while after they're slaughtered so the the meat tightens up and it's a it's a able to develop more of a flavor so like if the public's and commercial animals they're slaughtered and then they're immediately cut and bagged uh. which is like hot cutting which means like they're still body temp. Okay. And so like they're just in a bag in their own juices for like a month. <laughs> it's really gross. I just want to say John brought his vegetarian <laughs> wife <here laughs> and she's loving it. <laughs> for the record, I'm mostly vegetarian as well. Very little meat. Whoa, so, because of because of the butchering? I think just because of having access to quality meat, you just don't need to eat. You just like I'm trying to stay away from eating any like huge cut. You should really only eat like 4 ounces at a time max. I agree with that. No, I totally agree with that. Tell that to my Paleolithic boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait. wait. The, I want to talk real quick about our, our dinner. Mm. Uh, I know we don't want to reveal too many details, but can you tell us a little bit about what you're going to make? Um, so I wanted to run uh, across like a, a fair amount of Europe in this because uh, most. What does that mean? Well, like so, every other country in the world eats hearts. And, and we're doing so, a heart dinner. I should say this again. Does so lovingly and caringly, for, and like for the animal, and actually respects the animal. America, because we're the land of plenty. Literally, we just had too much. So we're like only steak, only the best of everything. We didn't have to save any kind of uh, offcuts or anything. And so now we're going back to enjoying things that are a little bit less, let's say, desirable from the get-go. And so, but they taste good. No, they taste better. That's the thing is the develop any any muscle that works more is going to taste more like that animal. Ah, I heard you say that on West today. You were like, uh, chicken hearts taste really chickeny and pork hearts taste really porky. I just <laughs> thought that was so funny. It's the same for like face and all that other stuff. Like it tastes more like the animal than you're used to. Yeah, beef so, like cheek is super good, super beefy. Yeah. Uh, what's one thing that you really want people to know about Orlando meats? That we make. Absolutely everything in house. Like it's not like, oh yeah, we mix a few sauces together. No, like we make our pasta, we make our bread. You have a and your staff is pretty much remained the same since your opening, right? I see a lot of the familiar faces. I mean, all the key players are the same. We did actually just sadly lose uh, two of our cooks. They actually they hung up their spurs. They're done. They're like done. Not working in restaurants anymore. They went on to bigger and better things. Um, they got like real adult jobs. <laughs> <laughs> After I've worked with them on and off for like five years, so I'm happy to see them do better in their lives. But I'm I do miss them. And you're a partner here now, so congratulations. I'm really excited to see what you do with the dinner, and I'm really excited to see what you do in general with this space. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, Elliot. I'm super excited. Thank about you this so dinner. much. Yeah, we'll uh, we will we will see you on Valentine's Day. But uh, if you want to get tickets, you can go to Orlando60.com. You can go to Bungalow.com. You can go to OrlandoMeats.com, hopefully. Yeah, you can go to our Facebook group. <laughs> and you, can, you can just go to Facebook. Yeah, you'll find it. Check yeah. it out. You'll find it. We don't buy a ton it. of tickets allowed. This is a small place. Google it. It's 2016. Yeah, there's only a few tickets it's 2019. left. 2019. What I keep doing that. I keep doing that. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> uh, uh, we got to get back to the yeah. news. Bye.
Ah, thank you, Chef, for, uh, he doesn't like to be called Chef, but I'm thanking him anyway, because he is a chef. Why don't you respect people's wishes, John? I, just, I, I believe he's a chef, despite <laughs> what he says, and so I'm, I'm going to say chef. I love how we, like, bullied him into admitting that he was it's a chef, true. too. Like, but, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not you, calling him dummy, like please, his staff. Uh, this dinner's going to be great, so, you know, yeah, come, come check on it out. out. I, I don't know if I'm, do I get tickets? Well, we're going to be here. You're going to be here. We'll be here. DJ. Oh, you'll be here. All right, good. Yeah. But I want to eat. I want to eat with people. We'll get some food. I'm not going to watch people eat hearts alone. We'll get some be food. Eating. All right, good. If not, I'll crack some eggs and make some scrambled <laughs> eggs. Uh, other, do you have any headlines this week? Do no, I don't, I don't do any work for this. <laughs> uh, the city's giving out free trees again. Yeah, that's good. If you want free trees, go get them. They're all out of pomegranates and persimmons. What do I get? The the dump trees? Live oaks. <laughs> who wants? Well, I gotta wait. I gotta wait a hundred years before they won't even be here. <laughs> what can, if I can't put a tree for it in it tomorrow or eat something off of it, I'm not planting it. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> right? You might as well just give Here's me a, a banana. Live oak. Your kids' kids might get to play off. Come on, just plant the oaks yourself. Those are boring. I want a tababuya. Yeah. A little, a little table, do you? <laughs> those are pink, at least. They're so or yellow. Or those you know? are yellow. Yeah, yeah, either one. Anyway, if you want a free tree and you're a city resident, head on over to bungalore.com and check. What about us county folks? You're out of luck. All right. We I think the county it. does something though, but they don't care. The county's like, we got enough trees. What do we got? What do we got to buy you trees we'll for? Let all those city folk <laughs> plant trees. And then you're gonna call us to come trim them. <laughs> Less trees, the better. In the county. Uh, the Mead Botanical Gardens just re- redid their clubhouse. You know, I found out it's actually, I think it's called Mead Botanical Garden. I don't yeah, think not, it's plural. It's not plural. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. I learned that when I was tagging them on Facebook. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, there you go. Anyway. It still hasn't clicked in my head, though. <laughs> Winter Park, they, <laughs> Winter got a Park. New, uh, they got a new spot. Yeah, and that's, this is important, okay? A lot of people don't get why it's important, but it's important because that garden, that park, has been historically ignored by the city. Of Winter Park. Of Winter Park. So so it was once owned by Rollins College. Uh, at one point, no, it was the city. They didn't take care of it. Then Rollins College took over it. And then it was like given back to the city. But there's really a nonprofit, Friends of Mead Garden, that runs it. Really? Yes. And I, so, I mean, it's kind of like on the... I don't want to say the outskirts, but like the edge of Winter Park. I was talking to Cynthia Hassanow. She's the current executive director of Mead Garden. And uh, and I said to her, she was very excited because they suddenly have this influx in, of cash and attention from the city of Winter Park, right? And my reaction was, yes, because it literally, the city literally has their back to Mead Garden. They are facing away from Orlando and Mead Garden. The focus that way is not on. Same with, like, that's why the on your approach to it, you're going down this little residential street with no sidewalks. Yeah, you're right. If you don't know it's there, like, I mean, there's some signs here and there, but not like no, Blue Garden. because they could care less, or they did. And I know because I worked for the city of Winter Park. I worked for uh, Winter Park, Keep Winter Park Beautiful, and we would have... They would be happy. They wanted me to have reoccurring uh, volunteer days there. Would we go out and pull weeds and pick up trash? And I was like, this doesn't address the issue of just poor design of the park. And the reason that we're out here all the time pulling vines is because you haven't landscaped this effectively. And it's just feral. You just have a feral armpit of Winter Park. (laughs) And there's people like 
having sex out on the broken boardwalk really? all the t- like all the time really all the time and they've like repaired sections of it but like if you you there were days if you're down there like you might catch a glimpse of something crazy happening down really? down on the boardwalk yes what do they do i guess i don't even know the answer to this like do they do events out there like like they community do, events and they're and they're stepping it up this weekend we're going to tell you more about it later but they're having a Woodstock concert How event much are there tickets to that super expensive yeah that's what i thought 125 dollars yeah. to 1000 yeah um i think we're getting some actually okay i mean you, you know i i don't know maybe it's a fundraiser that's great cuz I, I do remember it is. years past they've done something like that it's a huge that. fundraiser one of the biggest fundraisers for the friends of mead garden because again they weren't getting direct funding from the city to take care of that space and upkeep it and they are very dependent on volunteers which are like senior citizens who live nearby who just wanted to walk over and I plant like, like azaleas and I, stuff i like that part it's cool but it could be so much more you're, like, you're right on that it could be more. yes and it like just to upkeep it it's there, it was dangerous in some points. But there were like bridges that, that were walk. like an inch above the lake because they had just sunk it in and broke. They finally fix it again because they were just given money by uh, City of Winter Park. The only reason I'm bringing this up is I'm just excited to see a renewed sense of interest and ownership from the City of Winter Park in that space. I mean, the Lou Gardens does great things that they're at, at Lou Gardens. I yeah. mean, they have all these movie nights. They have all these events. I mean, I'm not saying you, you need... I mean, they're not million, a botanical... Couple Gardens million dollar like budget. Botanical Gardens. It's not. It is. Oh, it is. It's the same same origin story as Lou. Uh, Mead. I, what was it? Henry, Henry Mead? I can't remember his name. Uh, ju- he was a world traveler who brought back plants and planted them on really? his property. All right. Harry P. Lou, same story. World traveler, brought back plants, planted them on his, on his large property. Gave it to the city when he died. There's actually a mead-specific bromeliad that only grows on property because that dude, Mr. Mead, uh, grew it. He bred it, and, and it's unique to that property. Really? And, and, there's like, and you can see them growing over by this pond over past the pine trees. Um, there's a population of gopher tortoises that live on that really? property in the middle Maybe of we Winter Park. Do an event there if they'd let us. After this. I <laughs> I like them, and I'm not nothing against them. It's more on the city of Winter Park and just this history of turning a blind eye to it because their focus was on Park Avenue. Yeah, but now that I think they're really starting to see it, and rightfully so, as an asset. It should be. It's no, it is an asset. urban wild park. Kind of like Which Central Orlando Park. doesn't have a ton of, to be no. fair. Like they, they, you know, yes, there's a lot of parks around Orlando, yep. but uh, that there's not enough. The amphitheater that they paid for, I think the city paid for that. Uh, which At the is fairgrounds? No, there's. They have an amphitheater at Mead Garden. Oh, okay. Which is a I, m- very expensive piece of architecture, and it's sloped down. Really cool. That's where their big event is happening this Sunday. Uh, gorgeous. Orlando doesn't have anything like that. No. So there, it's just, it's really interesting. But again, it's very piecemeal. And I'm not seeing like this holistic strategic plan for the whole space to make it into a real they asset. They could do for a lot community. of stuff there. They could do a, I mean, like I, that's why I asked you, like, do they do events there? Because I don't yeah. really know. Because I don't really they see do. that many. They do. And there's like people who do uh, nature walks through there or like edible weed walks but like i should know yeah. I, I mean i i mean i feel like i'm sort of great place to, what's to walk happening. your dogs you know if you oh, yeah. want to walk your dog I mean, like but like they have like, otters living there but like 
annual events. Like I couldn't say if you were to say what do they do at Mead Gardens, uh, I, I couldn't. Or Mead Garden, I couldn't tell. I want to say the duck run. Or oh, yeah, that's true. No, you're right. You're right. right? I, the, I've with covered the, that before. The rubber duckies that yeah, they drop. And that's a great event. Because there's a creek that runs across yes. the uh, northeastern section. It's just cool. It's lots of discoveries. Great for kids. Uh, just to run wild. nighttime stuff there, though. It just looks, it, it's looked run down, and it's, this is the best it's ever looked. All right. I'm really excited about where it's going. Good. Congrats. How are we doing on time? Do more. I just talked a lot. Uh, since we're talking about Rollins, uh, congratulations to Rollins Professor Leslie Poole. She teaches environmental science. She's actually one of my teachers at Rollins when I went to the we night get program. It. You went to Rollins. You're I went to Rollins. Rollins. <laughs> the night, night program. Night program there. Uh, <laughs> she's in a PBS documentary called The Swamp, and it's about, obviously, uh, the Everglades. Everglades. Ah. So really cool to see her in that. It's a national PBS documentary because of her work about 20th century women's clubs uh, and their role in starting the very first Florida State Park. Oh, cool. So she's really interesting. Just want to shout out to Miss Leslie Poole. What's this? There's going to be a pop-up property appraiser thing happening through February. Uh, so if people, if you just bought a house last year before January 1st and you have not signed up for things like the homestead tax exemption yeah like i know you haven't john uh you could be saving you could get up to fifty thousand dollars taken off of your taxable property all right save you some big coin and it's super easy and they're going to be doing it for you and you can go to bungalore.com you can see where uh you can sign up to get those savings and, and where to take advantage of those pop-up property appraiser things cool what's this whole deal with craft and common what are they doing uh, the coffee shop? Yeah. Are they open later? serving beer and liquor. Yeah, and I saw open that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I wasn't... I haven't written about it. I haven't written about it. I reached uh, out to them before I to confirm it. I saw it on Instagram it. the other day. Yeah. I wanted I wanted them to confirm it, that it was happening, and I don't think I got the confirmation. I hope I didn't. Well, they put it on Instagram. I didn't write about I mean, it. It's their account, right? Yeah, now. But, like, I wrote oh. it, I reached out to them, like, a month ago. Now I can't be bothered because I'm busy care. talking about the property appraiser. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one. Uh, Don Price, our old friend Don Price, uh, it's the sexy sexton on the beach himself. From the, from the cemetery. Yeah, now retired. Uh, when, before he retired, he found a, an old 16 millimeter movie reel yeah. called The City Beautiful. And he digitized it. Yeah. And watched it. Local company Apparently, digitized it. I can't remember the name of the company, though. I don't, I don't remember oh, I either. Feel bad. They're, local, they're near here, though, I think. He uh, is going to be hosting a screening of The City Beautiful at 1010 Brewing on like Thursday. The two doors down from us right Jan- now. And that's not a plan. I didn't mean to make this like hyper local local. <laughs> Virginia <laughs> Drive. Uh, th- Thursday the 31st, $10. And I think you get one free beer. And they're gonna scream the scream screen this movie from 1962. He's seen it. He has, and he said it paints Paramore in like a really nasty light. Really? Yeah. He says it's a little racist. He's calling the event the city unbeautiful. Really? Because he's just not. Yeah. Interesting. It's a real time capsule. Have you seen it? I haven't. I'm Are excited. Gonna, uh, oh, well, he's we gonna can... give me a copy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He got me a copy, and then he's also afterwards he's gonna be making it. Uh, open source, put it on YouTube. Cool. So anybody can watch it. Great. I know. I want to put it on my YouTube channel. 
Like don't don't put it on your Tom Brady. Like, uh, like a mystery science theater three thousand type thing. I would like that. Wouldn't that be cool to do that with like old Orlando? We can do that. Movies? That's easy. Yeah, let's do that. All right, we all just watch it <laughs> together with our pants off. We got three minutes, Brendan. Oh my gosh, things we're working on. Starbucks will will soon be delivering with Uber Eats. There's a new bakery moving into the Wonton Asian Kitchen. Renovations are happening on the historic Metcalf building. And I just got a tour of the Delaney Hotel and Tavern uh, in Soto, right across the Orlando Regional History Center. All of those stories and more will be covered next week on Bungalore.com. Soto and Orlando Regional History, those aren't close to each other. Uh, what did I say? Orlando Regional Health Center. Oh, okay. There we go. Health I, Center? Oh, yeah. Where there used to be a sports bar right there. Yes. Okay. Docks. I know what you're talking about. So Docks is transitioning into... A really cool tavern and then this boutique hotel. And I got like, I got led through the catacombs of the new hotel. Yeah. By a very handsome man <laughs> who owns it. Always a handsome man. <laughs> I What's just, ha- what is happening this weekend though, Brendan? I'll tell you. Uh, there's a Winter Park book sale happening Ooh. all weekend at Orange County Library System. The onesie bar crawl is happening right now in downtown Orlando. So if you see a bunch of people with onesies getting drunk, uh, go hang out with them. Still got to do our clown party. Yeah. <laughs> no. Next one. Next next event we do. TLC's concert was postponed. So if you're going to see TLC tonight, it's not happening. Oh, no. You got to wait till June. So don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> or <that> TLC. TLC. <laughs> Who was that? Crystal Rivers? I think I got that. <laughs> that's it. Uh, Woodstock, Winter Park Woodstock. It's a huge concert happening at Mead Garden, just like we were telling you about before. Tickets are a little pricey, 125 to 1000 but it's going to a good cause, uh, the upkeep of Mead Gardens. And it starts at 6 p.m. Gasparilla is happening this weekend. In Tampa. Or In Tampa. Or whatever. So it's out of bounds. But again, if this is like a blockbuster Florida event. If, yeah. if you've never been to Gasparilla, get the to Tampa. And put on a pirate costume. Yeah. And if you want to be really special, wear a mermaid costume because that's what I did. And Orlando I doesn't have this type of event. No. Well, they're trying with Creative City, I think, but it's not like a global, like a national thing. No. You want to make it national, Creative City? Get people to show up in mermaid costumes. Yeah. Get people to show up in pirate costumes. We're Crazy. getting there, but, I, but we just don't have it yet. No. So be, but be careful. If you're going to go, be careful. I was molested all day when I was there in my mermaid costume. I think I'm pregnant. Uh, the Paramore Farmer's Market is launching this Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Good. They've changed venues, but they're very close to the soccer stadium. Head on. Just type Paramore Farmer's Market in the Facebook. You'll find where they're at. Awesome. Mayhem on Mills 3 is happening at Will's Pub. This is that crazy wrestling event that everybody was posting on their social media months ago. They are literally wrestling in the middle of Mills Avenue oh, be good. with traffic going by. Really? They were picking people up and throwing them into fed scene and barricades and into <laughs> cars. It was insane. They were all legit bleeding. It was insane. Bayham on Mills, Will's Pub, 3 p.m., $15. Love Fest, Quantum Leap. It's like a street party. Florida Vintage Market. We're way over time. Uh, that's it. All right. Anything and more, go to bungalore.com. And uh, come here to Orlando Meats. Get some uh, meats and uh, come to our event. We Heart Hearts on Valentine's Day. Uh, We will be here and uh, tickets are still available. All right. See you later.